Blog Talk Radio. Only 30 minutes. Only on Sunday. Only 30 minutes. Week you be going, I can't believe they go. They go. Uh, 
Now, they killed one character and he died, and they they had to bring him back. He was too popular. The next season, everybody's talking about he better not be dead because we know that one witch could do witchcraft, but Mm. she brought him back. Wow. We got to watch this. He wasn't allowed to to cut his hair for the whole series. Let me me say it. Say this is is filmed in seven countries. They got six directors with one main director. Over a Mm. thousand side people work with the show as far as uh, films and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, They have... uh, on Facebook, you know how everybody liked, you know, likes a show. If you go to a show and you see over 300,000 likes for one show. Yeah. They got over 20 million likes. Wow. <laughs> like That's the crazy. whole world like this show because it's in seven countries. I'm going to have to look at your game. It's late for this one because you, I know you heard the, the caption winner is coming. They keep saying winter is coming. Well, mm-hmm. they had to wait for it to snow in all seven countries at the same time so they could film it. And none of the, none of the actors like like there's a few there's few actors that see each other like the main stars, mm-hmm. which is about probably about fifteen or sixteen people are main stars, but they never get to see each other because they're not in that same part of the world. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so it's crazy. You gotta yeah, watch. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you gotta watch. That. Now sometimes they do come back and they meet. Like this one family been separated since the first season, and this is the seventh season. The one family been separated the whole time. Like the mother, the father. Then they killed the father, chopped his head off, and then oh. uh, they killed the mother at this wedding with one of the brothers and killed them. So. And the little sister was lost for a while, but she finally made her way back home to where the big sister finally made her way back home because the big sister was getting raped by a king and whatnot and had to kill him off. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> wow, I see. Yeah, you got to watch I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to have to check it out. And it, you, it goes from season one, right? I can go back to season one or no? Not on TV, I don't think. I don't know if you... No, honestly, like they might be playing season one now because of the fact it's on. I don't know how you could get season one. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people watched it on Fire Stick. Oh, Some of my oh. friends watched it on Fire Stick on season one. Okay. I'll, I'll look it up and see. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, since the last time we talked, uh, Nipsey Hustle. 33 years old, was gunned down in front of one of the stores that he owned. He owned the Plaza. He's a rapper. I've been, uh, I've heard of him since 2004. And uh, he had a couple of mixtapes. And I really, he just sounded like everybody else to me. I really didn't like him at the beginning. But I'm going to tell you, the last within the last five years, I heard one song and I said, that dude got it now. Because <laughs> I was... He got the juice, huh? He finally got it, huh? Yeah, I was like, when I heard one of his songs, I said, that dude came up. Because, like, uh-huh. you know, when I first heard him, young nigga, you know, <laughs> uh, doing right, this right, thing uh, right. in the hood, 
Ah, the same old rap stuff. I was like, okay, whatever, whatever. But boy, I'm going to tell you right now, when last five years, I was like, that dude is hot. Because I heard a couple of joints. I said, boy, he hot. Uh, what you call it? My nephew just sent me a joint that I had missed. It was on another one of his mixtapes. I think I've seen the video, though. And uh, uh-huh. when he sent me the video on my page, on my Facebook page, he broke it off to me today. But it's with uh, Kendrick Lamar. Sound real good. Called Dedication. Sound good. But uh, okay. what's your thoughts on uh, Nipsey Hustle since we talked about it on Facebook? I, I, you know, like, like, I didn't know him until he died, to be honest. I didn't know, I'd never heard of him until he died. But I'm not that far into the New Age rap music either. So that's, that's not uncommon for me. And um, I didn't know, actually, you was the first one who told me about him. Remember, I said, who, how did everybody know him except me, you know? But I was two people saying, rest in peace. And then you told me he was. And then I asked my husband. My husband has heard of him. And, and you know, he told me a little bit more about him, too. And then one day my husband must have been watching something on YouTube because when I came home, I turned the TV on, and it was still on, you know, like some type of documentary or something. Well, I ended up going through um, – you you know how YouTube will keep giving you videos after you watch one? Well, yeah. I sat there and watched two hours of Nipsey Hussle interviews. Not even music. I still haven't released his music. I mean, I know he got a song, uh, All My Life, uh, Grinding All My Life. I know that, you know, just from hearing that. But um, I went through and watched two hours of him. And I grew intrigued by him because his intelligence, he was very intelligent. Yes, he was. Well before his time. He was, well, he, was, he was well, you know, he was way before his time. So, you know, like I said, I didn't know him before, but, you know, I, I got to know him in his death just by interviews and stuff, and he seemed like a really decent guy. You know, yeah. everybody can't have, everybody thinks, oh, oh, how can you say that when he was um, uh, associated with, with gangs or whatever? You know, everybody's upbringing ain't uh, Princeton and Harvard. You know, everybody's upbringing is not like that. No, you know, not. everybody who grew up in, in circumstances beyond their control are bad people. And that's just my take on it. Right. Rest in peace, Nick. I agree. Uh, he, bad dude. I uh, was sad when I heard his death. I was really sad. I was like, go again. And I, yeah, and I just I knew they were going to tear up the hood. They didn't really yeah, tear up the hood for the most part. That funeral lasted longer than the reefers. You you know, listen, I, I um somebody said something really interesting on Facebook. They said that he never had a radio hit per se. No. But his funeral was just as big as uh Michael Jackson's and the Reefers. Right. You know? That that is kind of ironic, isn't it? He never had a radio hit, but his funeral. And they said I didn't see the. Did you see the funeral procession or the you know where they took the? Track? I, I didn't get to see that. I see when they drove those twenty five miles because people kept posting it on Facebook and it was a traffic jam during rush hour and it was mad crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they said that there was. You know, 21 people, 1,000 people in Staples Center, but they said there was even more out there waiting on the, you know, uh, the procession, yeah. the funeral procession. So I just thought, wow, that's amazing, you know? 
And Michael Jackson had his funeral at the Staples Center, correct? Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I, I just like, now, you know, this, go, this uh, what you just said about not having a radio hit, that goes to show how far music has came as far as underground and having uh, social media status. Right. Right. Yep. You're absolutely right. And he was he was bad anyway, cause like I said, once I heard that one cut, I said, "Oh, he's a game. He is a ride." Yeah. This was about five years ago. I was going, "Oh yeah, I'm feeling that now." I didn't feel it before, but now I'm with it. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna try to eventually get to listening to some of his music, but his interviews are really, you know, I'm a, I, I like to talk and I like to hear people talk, and I can get to really know people when I watch them when they're not. Because, you know, sometimes music is a entertainment status. You know, I like to see him in the raw. And, you know, just to see him, it was it was amazing. He was um he was before his time. And, you know, it's, you, you kind of think about what could have been, you know. But yeah, yeah, it's real sad. Cause, yeah, but what could still be? Because people could pick up right where he left off. You know, people could do that. Well, on the real, uh, on the real, Larissa, there is somebody doing it still. I mean, I can't predict because I'm not Negro Domus. <laughs> you know, all the time talk about Negro Domus. I, I mean, there is some other cats that's doing music just like he's doing it. I mean, there's a site called That Piff. It's spelled D A T P I F F. That Piff, where you can get five mixtapes. For free every day, you can down, wow. you can go to the site, download five mixtapes for free every day. Plus, you can listen to it before you download it. You don't have to buy it. You can listen to it before you download it. Wow! And there's cats. There's all kind of cats doing hip hop and uh, up to date R and B. You know R and B hip hop. I mean, it's right. all over the place. Well, when I say pick up where he left off, I'm not talking about the music because I haven't heard his music yet. So I'm I'm talking about the the community. The good things he do. There's cats. That's that's why I'm trying to tell you. There's cats that's doing that too in their homes. Their homes might not be you know as popular as Crenshaw, but they're doing it in their homes too. Well, there's a lot of cats still doing it in it, and it's all because of the music through the music. Right, and it's, what I'm saying is, is somebody going to pick up what he was trying to do in uh is somebody going to pick that up, that. you know? Yeah, I don't know. I hope that somebody will pick that up and not let that stuff fall to the wayside. You know, what I don't think, I, I think uh, there's a couple of main artists that are trying to pick it up. Uh, what you call it? I know Snoop and somebody else bought out the clothing store the next uh, couple of days after he passed away. And I'm sure they're doing some of the stuff that he was doing as far as getting the youth involved in working and networking. That networking center he had. I forget yeah. the name of it, right? What what the name of it was. But it sounded like a promising idea through social media to get his jobs and work, which was quite interesting to me. So, uh, right. Yeah. Right. And you know, I'm just saying. I'm sure there's somebody going to pick up the ball on that, I'm sure. Especially in his so. memory. I hope so. I hope so. 
because he was doing a lot of big things. And you know what the thing is? He um he didn't want a lot of credit for it. You know, or I don't know, maybe I don't know. It just seems like he was just doing it. Don't seem like he wanted a whole lot of accolades. I didn't see him on a bunch of T V shows promoting it. This just seems like he was just doing it. Yeah, just like sort of like Prince, because Prince did a whole lot of stuff that we didn't know about till after he died. Right, right, yeah. and that makes it even more noble when when you just, you know, you just doing it. You know, right, right, because I I was listening to a documentary with MC Hammer because he's coming back and he's in he's on tour again, and uh, oh, MC Hammer said. And he recorded his second CD at Paisley Park, and he knew Prince was going through that thing where the uh, record company was trying trying to squeeze him when he had Slave written on the side of his face and all that. Uh-huh. He said he just went in and dropped him a million dollars just because wow. he knew he was going through that. Wow. And there's a, there's a couple stories that you just don't know. You never know until somebody passed away or until the story just bust out. That he right. was real close with Prince because uh, he he did two his on his first CD he had he had uh, uh, two of the songs off of Prince music when Doves Cry and Soft and Wet he had a song called Soft and Wet on his CD too. Mm. Yeah, I remember those songs and he used when Doves Cry music on one of his songs. I remember that too on that gospel song. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, let him use a couple of his songs on his first album, so he said he came and recorded the second album at Prince Studio, which I really didn't know until after he said it, then I was like thinking back, I remember when I looked on that CD cover, it did say Paisley Park. Yeah. And I didn't, just didn't put it two and two together that they were that close. Well, okay, me, uh, why, do you think, why do you think Nipsey got so much, um, Attention for you know I understand he died but other people who died it didn't get as much attention as he did. Why do you think that his accomplishments and death were were you know why why is that is there a reason is it just social media or is it what, what he was is doing it? he was doing some real I almost cussed he was doing some real things <laughs> yeah yeah he was, you know what I wanted to say the S word and the S right. word didn't don't stand for stuff but he was doing right. some real sh- yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> for real. He was helping his hood for real, for real. He wasn't just talking right. about giving back. He gave back. Right. Right. There's and, a difference and, and when I you talk just, about it, but he was about it. Without right. any publicity whatsoever, just did it. Right. Right. And that's how much love he had for the hood. Yeah, I've never seen him on a program, you know, saying, oh, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Like I said, I never heard of him until his death. Yeah, I know. I and I, I, I mean, you know, like I said, if I was Negro Domus, I would, I would tell you who'd be the next one, but I don't know. But there are right. so many cats that's doing this thing. You just got to, like, like me. I I listen to hip hop. I listen to all kind of music because I do music. So I'm right. up on that. And mm-hmm. for me to be going on 59, I shouldn't be up on nothing but the spinners and the four tops. And maybe some Earth, Wind, and Fire. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe I should. But I'm just saying, uh, uh, I'm up on all the music all the time. Even my nephew who DJs, and he's 30-something. 
And he says, you know more about music than I do, and it's a shame. He said, I wow. said, but I've been doing this for a while. That's, that's like my hobby. So I study right. different artists, and there's all kind of artists. I could direct you there when you be up, and then if something jumps off or happens, you'll be like, oh, we, you, you sent me that song. I know about that song. You know, right. I know about that artist. Yeah, you yeah. turned me on to a lot of artists. You turned me on to a lot of artists. I didn't know I did, but I guess I did through some of the stuff that I do post and some of the artists that I'm friends with and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You do good. You do good. And some of the music that we might not hear, you know, something we might not hear on mainstream music. Because there's plenty of beautiful music out there that never oh, yeah. mainstream. I'm gonna, right after I get through with, we get through here, I'm going to send you... My friend, uh, she plays the violin. Uh, this my, this is my girl, uh, but she bad. I'm gonna send you one of her one of her songs. I, I'm trying to think of her name because I'm looking at her face. But like I said, uh, I don't be. I know so many. I got so many thoughts running through my head anyway. But let me get right. to the next. Bit. Uh, okay. Your boy Joe Biden. Remember y'all like Uncle Joe? Now he got this touchy feely, feely touchy thing going on with these women that say that say uh, they felt uneasy when he approached them and hugged them. What do you think about this mess right here? And now you know how I felt about the last time we went through this craziness. And, and my wife, she said. Uh, these women are giving a bad name to the movement. So what do you think about it? I, I absolutely agree with your wife. They are giving a bad name um, to the movement. Now, this is what my question is. These things that happened with him, and they said with him supposedly, none of these have happened in recent years, right? We're talking about before he was vice president, right? No, we're talking about all through his whole time. He'd been a politician. Because he just didn't do it. Now, I'm going to tell you, women are complaining, but he just didn't do it to uh, women. He's walking up behind me, hugging them. <laughs> I mean, he did it for everybody. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little strange. Uh, it is, that's a little strange. I agree with you on that. But not enough to make me dislike him and think he shouldn't run for president. Nope. Not but you know they're going to put that as a scar. You know how uh, the Republicans and conservatives are going to put, you heard me, not conservatives, conservatives are going to put right. this as a talking point trying to discredit him. You know that's going to be part of it. No, I don't and, think it should be something for him to stop running for president, too. And But this is my argument about that. Um, the person that we have in office now has opened up the field for anybody. They, these Republicans should have no complaints about anything, to be honest, because they turn their back, they turn their nose, they turn a black eye to everything that he do. Yeah, because so, uh, he's got accused by, what, 16 women himself. You're right. Right. So I don't want them making a big deal out of this unless they're going to make a big deal out of that. And you know what they did with that. They turned a blind eye. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Everybody played it down. So, so we going to play Joe Biden down, just like they um, played Donald Trump down. Maybe that's not right, but that's the way I feel. And even our old boy from, I want to say he was from Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, uh, the guy that retired, 
It used to be on Saturday Night Live. Uh, they 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 drummed him out of office real quick. I didn't think he should have left. I can't think of his name. I'm looking at him. He got glasses. Uh, and uh, he did something to some lady at a USO thing where they were performing, and he hugged her too tight, and she said he felt her breasts a little bit. And they had to kick him out of office. He was a Democrat. But I think it was too early. He just went on and resigned. Huh. Yeah, I was mad at that. I was like, he was good, too. Everybody has to live up to their consequences except for our current president. Everybody has to live up to, you know, everybody gets made a big deal out of it. Oh, this is terrible. Such and such as this. Everybody but him has to live up to, you know, have to live with the things that they do or being accused of. He's the only one. So let's, let's flip that. And play it too. Let's play that two sides, you know. Since since nobody's making the big deal about what he's doing, don't nobody make a big deal about what anybody else is doing. None of the Democrats are doing either. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I agree. Uh, the next one, Representative Ilhan Omar, death threats after Trump tweets uh, something related to nine one one and trying to say she said some people did. She they took her words out of context. Uh, how do you feel about that? Because I got a picture on my page uh, done by one of my friends, uh, and I and it says I stand with Representative Omar with a picture of her face on there. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, I think that everything is being taken out of context these days. Every everything everything. If somebody say the sky is blue, you know, I, I have no doubt that, you know, somebody will say, oh, the sky's not blue, it's green. What are you saying that for? I just think everything is being um, taken out of context these days, personally. That's my personal thing. Everything right. is being taken out of context. And, you know, especially with, um, they did it to uh, Cortez, you know, they yeah. take a lot of what you say out of context. And I, I just think it's, it's just, People are taking things out of context, so I, I take it with a grain of salt. I think. Um, I, take it. I think a lot of them are scared of these uh, brown women that's in Congress. Think I about think it, so Larissa. Too. They they get on AOC. They get on Representative Tlaib. They don't like no <laughs> none of the women that is of color that's in office. Or holding a seat. Yep. The, the Maxine Waters, too. They get on Maxine Waters. You know, you're right. It's just... The black they, lady they from Georgia that wants to... After her son got killed in that... In that in that truck for playing his music too loud. And she won for the state of Georgia. Remember yeah. her? The black yeah. lady that won up in uh, Massachusetts. Her. They don't like her. They don't like... They yeah. women of color that's in the House of Representatives. This is my thing. We have a, a, we still have a laggering. We don't have a whole lot of it, but we still have a laggering of men who don't really have a whole lot of respect for women. But they'll give a few more notches to white women. But any women of color, they don't want. They don't. They, they don't have any respect for them. You know, they'll almost. They don't give white women as much respect as they should. But they give them more respect than they give um, the women right. of color in Congress. You know. And, and so I just think that these old-fashioned ways and, you know, they need to all go. 
I mean, I'm serious. I would be for a whole overhaul of the House of Representatives and Congress. I would be for an entire overhaul. I think that we should limit terms. I think a lot of these people have been in there way too long. I mean, some of them have been in there too long. Some of them have been there a little bit too long. Some of them have been there way too long. Yeah, I think there should and be I some. And I think we need a complete overhaul. Because that won't, that'll stop people's motivations. Because uh, the only reason they agreeing with Trump because they want to be in another year. Exactly. Exactly. It's so hypocritical how they turn these blind eyes to him. And the things he do, I mean, it, it to me, it's, oh, man, it's uncanny. The way they just turn a blind eye in, it just, it, it baffles me. I'm serious. It seriously baffles me how they turn a bad eye. And then these represent, like, Representative Tlaib, and and these women have said nothing, not as half as bad as what he's said over the years, you know. And right, right. They I get agree. down on him and don't even really say anything. They turn a blind eye to him, and and everything that they say is taken out of context. We need um, people in the House of Representatives and Congress who can appreciate all colors, all genders, you know. Because uh, that's only that. what America is made out of. All colors. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you need Absolutely. to be the face of America that that represents us. Right. Which is everybody. And, and not just not just older white men. Now, I don't have anything against older white men, but I'm saying that you know too many of them show the dis- they're the ones showing the disrespect, the blatant disrespect for some of these new women that's coming in Congress. So you know what? Maybe it's time for them to go. You know. I'm sorry, not maybe. It is time for him to go. You know? It's time for right. him to go. Huh. Sorry, I didn't mean to be long-winded. <laughs> it's only us. Hey, it's only us two. Remember yeah. Tiffany? My friend Tiffany? Yeah. yeah. She said only they can love this country and us wanting to be equal. Wow. I put, it on, I put it on my post. And I and I really I loved it. I put it as a post, but she said only. I, let me repeat it again because it's it's really deep. What she said: only they can love this country, and us wanting to be equal is so ungrateful. Wow! And that's exactly the way they treat us. Wow! That is so right. She is so right. Yes, that's exactly what they treat us like. Like we, you know, wanting to be equal is, is oh, what is that? You want to be equal? What, what is that? You know. Yeah. The thing is, I see it growing. We are getting more women. We are getting more women of different races, and in, in the, you know, in the uh, on Capitol Hill, and I see this country evolving and growing. And eventually, we're gonna phase these good old boys because if you're an old white man and you and you're open to to change, I'm not going to say that you need to go. But the ones who are, uh, you know, you know the ones I'm talking about. They need to go. They need to go. They need to go. Yesterday. <laughs> well, that's when voting is part of the important plan that I was talking about on my post. Oh, you should have been on one of them posts. We had a we had a knockdown throwdown. <laughs> oh, I missed it. Don't worry, I'll tag you so you can read it. You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. That's where Tiffany said that. Uh, her thing about only they can love this country. Well, you know what the thing is? They, why don't they, and I know this is stupid to say, but this is what I feel sometimes. Why don't they go pick another damn country, 
pick your own cotton, feed your own, <laughs> feed your own kids, and, and do all that. Go pick your country, do all the work in the country, and then you can love that country. But you know what? No. You're not the only people working in this country. White people are not the only people that work in this country. They're not the only people. This country was built on our back. I ain't going no damn where. You know? This country was built on the back of my ancestors. I think y'all owe me. To be honest, people I'm talking about somebody going somewhere, they need they they owe me. You know, and that's my thing. If you want something, go find your country, do all the work, do all the legwork, and then maybe you can have one. You shouldn't have bought us here. That's all right. That's where I'm I said here. all the time. I said, shouldn't have brought us here. We ain't going back. Shouldn't have brought us here. Nobody want to hear that. Uh, go back if you don't like it. Well, you know what? I didn't have to be here in the first place. And the thing I about it, I ain't never been here. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've always been here. So the only way I could go back is go back to Ohio. That's where I was right. born at. That, that's me. Were you telling me to go back to Ohio? That's, that's the only place I could go back. I ain't never went nowhere. Right. And and it's just it's just, you know, they want probably um their ancestors, you know. They wanted all the the, the, the riches and glory but wanted to do none of the work. And that's the Don't worry, in the history books hard. in the history yeah. books it will reflect that all Trump voters are almost gonna be looked at like the slave owners was during slavery time. Racist right. and like, prejudice. Aren't you off the air? Yeah, we off the air, but it's still recording. Once everybody still once I close it out, then everybody can listen to this end of what we talking about right now. You but we're not on the air live where people can hear us right okay. now. Okay, good. Listen. The other day my husband was playing softball. <laughs> my husband was playing softball. And somehow he played shortstop. So somehow he was um, the guy, he tagged the guy, but something happened to where the guy ended up, I don't know. My husband said he didn't. He fell on his arm. It looked like my husband might have tagged him too hard. But my husband said he didn't. But anyway, I said, what you, I was texting, I said, what you do to that man? He said, don't worry about it. He's a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> he said, don't worry about it. I said, what well, I said, yeah, he said, don't worry about it. He's a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that. Oh, they they all need slap. Didn't you, didn't you see my post for the people that, that's where the, the, all this stemmed from, where I said Trump supporters, dumb people that vote, and third party, uh, third party voters are the reason why we're in this mess now. Oh, okay. I've seen that. Now, I, I laughed at it, but I don't think I read it, or maybe I read it too early and nobody hadn't um, posted yet, but I'm going to go back. These comments, me and Tiffany was going in on one black guy and uh, one of these white guys that I grew up with in, in, in Wintersville, so we was going on. But listen, you know what I was reading? Um, they oh, uh, what you call it? Uh, you know Todd Minifield, right? Yeah. Yeah, we was going in on Todd too with his dumb talking stuff. Yeah, he talked. He talked dumb. I used to talk to him, but he talked dumb, so I don't talk to him too much. Anymore. He talked about <laughs> it was uh, the DNC that uh, didn't want to have Bernie because uh, they they voted for Hillary and they rigged the election. And Tiffany said, "How can we rig it when she won by three million votes?" Right, right. She won, and right. then how could we? She won by three million votes in the primaries too. Against right. Bernie. So it, right. 
I like looked. I said, man, come on. Miss me with that crazy. You got to see it. We we went in. Me and Tiffany went in. <laughs> I'm going to go on there. But listen, let me tell you this. This is what I mean about even black people. Now, I expected some white people to say, oh, he was a gang member and, you know, Missy Hustle. Talk about Missy Hustle, you know. He was a gang member. I expected that from them, you know. But it's this black pastor who was on. Did you see the um, shared about his the distribution of his wealth, all the things that he had done and when he had started doing them? It was like in a circle. And no, I didn't see that. Doing. I missed okay, that. I'm, I'm going to tag you on that one, um, too. But I was going to read the comments. There was a black pastor on there who said that Nipsey should not get none of the credit because he took from his community when he was a gangbanger and a drug dealer. And the things that he did, listen at this, the things that he did only made him break even. Have you ever heard such foolishness in your life? That don't sound... That sounds stupid as all day long. <laughs> that don't sound right. I, I said, and this was a black pastor saying this. And I want, you know what, sometimes I, I want to say stuff to certain people, but you know that when I say, Risa, pick your battle. That ain't even worth it. Yeah, he said that he, he don't, shouldn't get credit because he took from his community. So what he gave back just made him break even. If that ain't the dumbest damn thing yeah, I've heard. That's, that's, it's dumb to say it when you don't know the whole story. Right. But that's what he said. Yeah, if, if he had a, you know, but if people were saying on the post, well, who's to know? He might have gave more if he hadn't been killed. You know what I'm saying? He he might have surpassed what you're saying is his break-even point. He might have surpassed that. Well, we'll never and know And the thing about it, he united uh, the gangs out there, really. Because he was a crip, but he did records with bloods. <laughs> right, YG. YG is a blood. Yeah, I know. YG said, this is my brother from another color. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, and everybody liked, the thing about it, during his funeral, you could tell everybody liked him. Because it was, right. I mean, it was the same thing. It was bloods and crips alike. They all liked him. Because he was neutral with everybody. Like Snoop said, everybody liked me the same way because I'm cool with everybody. And you know what? A man, a guy who called in, he said he lived in uh, um, Seattle, Washington. He called in um, when they were talking about Nipsey. And he said, I grew up as a blood. He said, but I like this guy. He said, because he come from the hood. He basically come from the same place I'm from. He come from nothing. And he's, he, you know, I, I liked him. He was my favorite rapper. And I thought that was noble, you know, that Christian blood can see enough to say, look, he might be a crip, but this dude is a good dude, and he he really from where we from, you know? He, even though we from different sets, he's from where we from. And um, I thought that was noble. He said, I like him, you know? And he said, I'm from this totally different thing. And you've seen that a lot. Nipsey, he brought people together. He brought a lot of people together, and people are just not giving him the credit. People online, when he first died, talking about, oh, so y'all all Nipsey Hustle fans now? It's not about being a Nipsey Hustle fan. It's about. I like what he did, loving what he did. Right. I applaud him for what he did. And, you know, I mourn for what I think he could have been. But, like I said, we all put here, God knows why we're here. And the, and the pastor made a good. Um, at his funeral made a good point. Wait a minute. 
Did you see the pastor rapping his song at the end? I did not watch the funeral. I I missed that. Well, listen, if I find his clip, because I'm trying Please to find do. his clip. It was a pastor, and he was, he did a very good sermon. And at the end, he said, I hope that we all, he said, this is what he said. Um, if anybody tries to walk in Nipsey's footsteps, please don't do it by just trying to be only a rap star. He said, because Nipsey did more than just being a rap star. He said, rap seems like that wasn't even the biggest thing he did, you know. And he said, we all got to live in Nipsey. You know, Nipsey is gone, but it's a piece of Nipsey in all of us. And he said, we all got to walk the walk and talk and talk like Nipsey did. And at the end, he said, so at the end of the day, we can all say, all my life, grinding all my life. I mean, he did the whole verse and was pumping his hand and everything. That I was, was good. going crazy. It was good. That was it good. was really good. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, this is the pastor. Yeah, it had the whole. This pastor who did his eulogy researched Nipsey. He knew everything about Nipsey. He knew. And that's what you're supposed to do when you when you do give a eulogy anyway. <laughs> but listen, he took me out when he he rhymed that. The first, he rhymed the whole thing, rhymed it on time, had his hands moving. Oh, man. I got I to find it. I want to find a clip of that. Yeah, please find it. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. It was good. Well, Larissa, it's been nice talking to you. We we overextended when it was just me and you. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. My fault. You know, I got long-winded. I be on next week. Next week is Easter. Am I correct? Yes. Next yeah, Sunday next Easter. week is Easter, so we will not have a show on Easter. Okay, okay. But we'll be back the next week. All right, well, I'll be right here. All right, Larissa, thank you for calling I'm gonna in. Tag you in. I'm going to tag you in that stuff. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm going to tag you in that stuff, and I'm going to try to find that. Um, if you don't, listen, if you see a clip of the funeral, just go to the point where it's like 10 minutes left. If I don't find it, if you see right. the whole thing, the whole funeral, just go to where it's 10 minutes left. YouTube, and you'll see. Yeah, he's a black um, pastor. I'm going to try to find it for you and tag you, but just in case I don't. He's a black and pastor. And I tagged you in the uh, one with me and Tiff, the one where I talked about, you know, we, the reason why we're in this mess now. Okay, okay, I'm going to look at it now. Well, okay, I'm going to tag you in that stuff. I'm about to go in here right now. All right, later. Okay, bye-bye.